Welcome to the inaugural Silver Rainbow podcast, Aging Fabulously, presented by LGBTIQ Plus Health Australia. Developed specifically for the aged care workforce, this podcast will tackle common issues experienced by LGBTI seniors, share personal stories and discuss practical tips on how you can better support older LGBTI people. Before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on sovereign Aboriginal land, and I acknowledge Elders past and present. I am recording on Gadigal land today, and we have two guests, John Guppy joining us from Ngunnawal land, and Mez Newman from Malakadi land. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was, always will be Aboriginal land. In this episode, we'll be discussing families of choice. LGBTI older people often have unique family structures that are important for aged care workers to understand when planning and delivering care services. In this episode, we'll explore the terms that we might use, families of choice, families of origin and rainbow family. As I said, we have two guests, Mayors and John, to discuss these terms and how you can make your service more inclusive of diverse family structures. Mayor's Newman is an older member of the LGBTIQA plus family and an advocate for mental health. Her background is in nursing and her current role is Chair of Peak Lake Tasmania and Manager of Signet Community Hub in the Huon Valley. John Guppy started his career in the public sector, working on policy development, program design and delivery with the Commonwealth Government. He has been working with mature age Australians in the areas of education and employment for over 20 years. More recently, John has worked for community sector NGOs in the ACT. He's an active volunteer and past board member of Meridian, formerly the AIDS Action Council of the ACT. And John is also an active participant in the Consumer Reference Group for End of Life and Palliative Care, auspiced by ACT Health. Thank you so much for joining us. First up, let's define some of the terms we'll be discussing today. What is the difference between a family of origin and a family of choice? John? Well, a family of origin is the family that you're born into. So that's your mother and your father and any siblings that are part of that family. So they're the family that is given to you when you're born. And a family of choice, Ned, do you want to talk us through the difference there? A family of choice is essentially a chosen family and that can be across the spectrum of people or friends or colleagues or allies. And it generally comes about because we're not able to maintain a relationship with our existing family structures and there's a need to move away from that. Yeah, and I suppose as well within the community that disconnect from family of origin might be a motivator, but also even if you have somewhat of a positive relationship with your family of origin, the need to find chosen family who share your identity and understand your identity is paramount. I mean, I suppose that's the interesting thing about a term like family of choice is we use it so much in the LGBTQI plus community, but everybody has one. People who are cisgender or heterosexual would still go out into the world and seek their community and seek their kind of people. And But it's just language that we're much more familiar with. And I suppose, especially in an aged care setting, it's particularly important with older LGBTI people to be familiar with the concept. That is very true. And in in an aged care setting where you've moved to a new location, probably, 
you're in a position where you're surrounded by people that you don't know and it's about maintaining connection so that we're part of community and being able to keep connected with that community that you've chosen family is very, very important. What's some of the conflict that can come up in an aged care setting where a family of origin might be given higher status than family of choice when working with an LGBTI older person? A lot of elders from the LGBTI community may have not had recent contact with their family of origin and therefore their family of origin may not understand their current living circumstances or their current relationships or current connection to their local community. However, the aged care uh, facility may decide to defer to the family of origin in preference to the support person that the LGBTI elder may prefer. So that can cause a conflict. The family of origin may have their own motivations and preferences in regards to the care for their elder, which may not suit the, the LGBTI elder. And that will cause anxiety, a greater sense of isolation, greater sense of disconnection from their regular life. Another term that comes up a lot is a rainbow family or rainbow families. In simple terms, it's a family where children have been brought into the world, perhaps uh, within the context of an LGBT. QIA plus couple and sometimes those couples might look heterosexual to the outside world but one of them's transgender for example and they still want connection to community in a particular way and rainbow babies are generally I'm a technically a rainbow baby myself though it's many years since I was a baby in that I have lesbian mothers so that is generally a term used to mean kids born in a, a rainbow family. It's worth mentioning at this point that Rainbow Families uh, doesn't actively include intersex people, as we've discussed in an earlier episode. Some intersex people consider themselves part of the community and some do not. So Rainbow Families isn't mentioned on Intersex Human Rights Australia's page or the Intersex Peer Supported Australia page, though some intersex people who are part of the community may join up. How can we include families of choice in an aged care setting? How can we make sure that those chosen families don't feel lesser than a family of origin. John? Have a conversation with the person in the aged care facility who identifies as part of the LGBTI community to find out who is important to them. Who do they want to be involved in decision-making? Who do they want to encourage to come and visit? Having a conversation first to find out who's important in the life of the person. Mez, what would you add to that? If we can establish the fact that we have more in common than we have indifference and bring people together in a conversation in a middle space, then I think that there's more likelihood that people will want to become engaged in the process from both sides. When there's a point of understanding, there's easily a point of solution and positive living for the person that's living in the facility. Just another thing that I would say about that is the environment in the aged care sector and nursing homes is really quite complex in terms of we probably achieved a multicultural workforce better than any other government organisation or business in Australia. In fact, there's a living proof, there's inclusion going on. So if I'm in that space, I would be talking about that with whoever was there as that way of forming this an alliance with each other. One of the things I wanted to ask about as well, John, perhaps you would speak to this, is we've talked about family of origins, the family you're born into. But for some older members of the community, it may also include a situation where their children are different to their family of choice, perhaps someone who's come out later in life. Have there been examples that you've encountered like this where the conflict is between not necessarily a family of origin but but someone's children and their family of choice? 
And definitely, um, this often happens with people who decide to transition later in life. And there's children who are not comfortable with that and therefore don't respect their parent who has decided to transition and don't support that transition and will continue to refer to a dead name, not acknowledging the transition, not acknowledging the links to the community or the trans community, for example, that their parent might have lived with and made those choices before. And so that can certainly be a conflict. And then the child is there trying to um, make decisions on behalf of their parent, which does not reflect or respect the current circumstances. What are some of the ways that we might see families of choice manifest? It's not as simple as just a, a partner. What are some of the family structures that might come about for older LGBTI people? There's all sorts of family structures. They can be quite complex. They might still have a uh, good relationship with previous partners. They might have a current partner, but their previous partner who may have been a parent of any children in the relationship is still involved in their life. So therefore, there might be three parents of the, the rainbow family, not just two or one. Mans, mm. have you also encountered lots of different family structures? Oh, yes, absolutely. There's probably about as many family structures as there is days in the year, <laughs> almost. There could be three parents in this. There could be friends who take a fairly active role in the family structure. It's so diverse that it's almost unable to be described because there's so many permutations. And so it's worth mentioning as well that people might have children who legally aren't their children, but very much are in a lived sense, whether that is from birth or through people repartnering. So, yeah, the legal protections that define families often weren't afforded to generations who are now coming into aged care settings. Many of my friends my age chose not to have children because the, the situation was so difficult. And in hindsight, I'm, and I'm certainly one of those people as well, it was just, you just didn't go there. And then fortunately, we all discovered women's rights in a big way and then things changed dramatically. But you're right, the, the law has always been 10 yards behind what's really needed in a community, isn't it? Mm. A lot of the things we've discussed on this podcast are quite difficult. We've discussed discrimination and we've discussed the kind of negative experiences that some of the older LGBTI people would have been through in their lives. The beauty about families of choice or chosen family is that these are really positive things when we discover our chosen family. For me, I was raised in a rainbow family, so I didn't have a need for chosen family to replace anything, but it's still been really important to me. And at a certain point, in my 20s, my friends and I started hosting a chosen family Christmas celebration on Christmas Eve, and it would be at a pub in the inner west. And the understanding was that anyone was welcome. You didn't have to know anyone. We'd put it out on social media. And anyone who was perhaps part of our community and wouldn't be accepted among their family on Christmas Day could come on Christmas Eve and we'd have a big celebration as if we were all the big sprawling clan celebrating family. So it's a really beautiful thing, family of choice, and including them at the end of somebody's life or in the last years of someone's life is a positive and wonderful thing. Very similar to what you just described, Maeve, that one of my friends, person family get-togethers, Christmas or times of significance for her. And so it includes all sorts of people, cisgendered people, trans people, gay, straight, all sexualities and uh, genders are represented there, which is lovely. But I was there recently and her son, who is now probably about 23 or 24, was there with his girlfriend. The girlfriend asked me, how do you know um, this family or how do you know my boyfriend? And I said, look, I'm 
I nursed him when he was four days old. I went to the hospital and nursed him. And he got up and came over and hugged me. And I thought, oh, it's so lovely to acknowledge that I've known this boy. He was part of the, of the Rainbow family and Chosen family. I've known him all his life, basically. And he acknowledges that as well, that I'm part of his life. So that was lovely, a lovely thing. And that's what it's like to be part of a Chosen family, to be part of a Rainbow family. That's what it's like. And a lot of these connections especially have a kind of uncle or aunt element to it. A friend of mine refers to me as her child's fairly odd mother instead of godparent <laughs> or even fairy godmother. And I love that. <laughs> Nez, what about you? The one that stays in my mind is a young teenager who was doing it really, really tough, working out who they were and getting bullied. And this young person thought that they had no allies at all. You can't beat a grandmother when she sets herself up to be a keeper of the heart for someone. And so this grandmother just quietly went about making sure that the rest of us, a collection of people, were just there for this girl while she sorted things out. And she came to us then and thanked us for the help that we gave. But really what we did was we just helped assemble this community almost by psychic phenomena around this kid. It just changed that young woman's life. Oh, without a doubt, chosen families change lives. They create community, they create mentors and role models within the community so that you can see a future for yourself because when people are first coming out, it can be frightening, especially if they come from families that don't accept them. And so those chosen families aren't just about community and fun and joy, they really are about saving lives. What I'd like before we close out is one practical tip that aged care workers can use in their day-to-day work to better include the diverse family structures that we find in our community? I think because isolation is a big problem for residents of an aged care facility and disconnection from the community is a big problem. I think aged care workers would go a long way to becoming an ally if they learnt about the, the days of significance within the LGBTI community. Everyone recognises the National Days of Significance like Anzac Day, like Easter and the religious holidays, etc. But it would be nice if aged care workers recognise or acknowledge that Mardi Gras, for example, was occurring, World AIDS Day was there, Ida Hobbit, Trans Day of Visibility, and if the facility acknowledged those days existed, they would go a long way for someone feeling comfortable that they weren't isolated, they weren't being ignored or excluded. That's such a great tip. We haven't had that one. I like that. Thank you so much. Mans, do you have one practical tip that aged care workers can use in their day-to-day work to be more inclusive of LGBTI older people? My one tip would be to emphasise and have all levels of the organisation buy into the idea that this is about being included and that being included means you're connected to things both within the facility and outside the facility if you've got the opportunity. And I support the idea of the days of significance being acknowledged and for the strength of that to happen, I think that has to go both ways if I could say that. But we were asking them very much to acknowledge us And there should be an acknowledgement of that cultural significance of everybody that lives there. And the days of things like remembrance and those sort of things are very important. But this should not be hollow or pyrrhic. It should be, at a management level, a structure behind that makes that easy to happen for people living there, but both the elders living there and the staff that are also working there. Hmm. If I can say one more thing, we have over 10,000 hours of contact with community a year down here in a little regional town of less than 5,000 people. And the one skill we all need is listening. We teach all the volunteers the important thing is listening 
And then the other thing that comes behind that is kindness and respect. Nothing else matters. Thank you so much to Les Newman and John Guppy for joining us today. Listeners can access the Families of Choice fact sheet on the LHA website under the Silk Rainbow Project. Thank you to all of you for listening and for making time to engage with this podcast and with our community. We really appreciate it. Thank you.